good luck with the word. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. And we're here for you. We're doing great. You guys, last week we were like, we're doing great. You're still doing great. And we are here to take your mind off of things, but also process some things. So we're going to try yes. and meet in the middle because some of you guys want to talk about what's going on in the world. And some of you guys are like, I don't care what's... I, I Actually, you care, but you don't want to hear about it constantly because you're being inundated with news. So we're going to try and meet in the middle. We're going to bridge make, the gap. We're going to try to do the impossible, which is to make everybody happy. <laughs> Yes. I think we can do it. <laughs> I think we, if anyone can do it, Joy, it's us. It's us. And um, I would like to let lead by saying I have a cough. It's not. She's fine. Coronavirus related. It's because I'm allergic to everything that grows. And this time of year, I always get a cough. Can I just open it up with a with a lighthearted, hilarious something or other? Go for it. <sighs> I don't know what even to call this. I texted you about this a couple weeks ago. Well, I don't even know. Time is, I don't even know. Time is a deep, dark hole right now. Yeah. So did you, I. Did you know? It's only been four weeks since we went to California. That makes me so sad. The other day I was sitting at work and I was like, I just texted you out of the blue because I just wanted to be at Matzah so bad. I wanted to be in that moment again because it seems so far away. So many things have happened since that It dinner. seems like a different world. It seems world. like a different world where we didn't even care about what's going on in the world right no. now. Well, we, we cared about other things. I mean, we're not blissfully, that blissfully ignorant. But, but like no one was worried about traveling. <laughs> we were at Create and Cultivate just fine. We were right. hanging out in groups. It was every Everything was okay. But I just had this moment where I was like, oh, I really miss that. But yes, it just it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because so much has happened in that four weeks. But so uh, just so you know how how we all deal with stress differently and we all process things differently and we all kind of handle I mean, everyone's going through it together. But I had the weirdest dream the other night and I texted Claire because I was like, I think this is the stress of coronavirus is making me crazy. In my dream, I was at a party and Dave Castro was there. It was probably some kind of, co co I just said Costco related. <laughs> That's Coronavirus oh, is getting no. into my psyche. <sighs> it's toilet paper related. It is cross. It was CrossFit related party, and I was sitting there, and Dave Castro was there. Somehow we started talking and flirting. Let me be clear that that is just not at all in my mind at all. And let's be clear again: in, this is a dream. Let's. This just is a dream. <laughs> this is a dream. This is a dream. We were flirting. I ended up on Dave Castro's lap. And everyone was looking at us like, oh, I can't believe you. And I texted Claire. I'm like, yeah, somehow I ended up on Dave Castro's lap in a dream. So that's where I'm at mentally is just completely off my rocker. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. So if you're going through this and you're having the craziest dreams, you're having crazy thoughts, that is all normal. Every single part of this is normal. And we want to remind you that everything you're going through is normal. I do want to say too, that I find it hilarious. I'm just kind of watching how social media, there's the good things and then there's the bad things. And the good things I think are all the connections. The Daily did this great episode this week. You should go listen to it. Just, it's a very short, I believe they released it. We're recording this on Sunday, the 22nd. So it'd be a week ago from today. And it was just kind of how this pandemic is connecting us and how they're using how we are as a society are using social media to connect in ways that we've never connected before. And it's really beautiful and lovely. So I really encourage you to listen to that just to, to kind of think of see the bright side of all of this. And I love that we're seeing some bright sides of it. Uh, Scott and I were talking about how in New York City, there was an article just about how it is really helping the environment because no one's driving and the air seems so much better. I mean, there's, of course, this is not something we wish for, but if we want to kind of see how the the world is getting 
the silver lining. And in Colorado, you can get margaritas to go. That's amazing. I yeah, we did that last night. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but I will say that the thing that I'm not loving is the all of a sudden we're judging now how. I mean, judgment's going to be everywhere, but now we're judging how people are handling it. So I'm seeing a lot of negative posts about like, I'm so sick of seeing your at-home workouts, or I'm so sick of, hey, everybody, be careful about your diet. And I'm like, I get this, but I'm also just, it's very interesting to me how people are judging these messages. So if you need to do it, like I do my Peloton and that's keeping me sane. I absolutely need that for my sanity. I'm not trying to focus on diet and exercise. I'm focusing on my mental health. But I just I just want to say that if you're uh, perpetuating that negativity or if you're seeing it and kind of feeding into it, just don't because people are going to do what they want to do to cope how they need to cope and everything is fine. Like you're not yeah. doing it wrong. No. no one is doing it the wrong way is what there's I'm no saying. Right My way. point is there's no right way. Which means there's so, no wrong way. There's no wrong way. So it's kind of the post that you put up yesterday just about how whatever movement you're finding, some days you want to lay on the couch and wallow and be sad. That is fine. And then the next day you may be super motivated to go for a walk. That is fine. Some days you may be really missing the gym. That is fine. So I just kind of find it funny. I think it's especially... Which, hey, I am an advocate for making sure that we're not falling into the traps of the diet culture. But I also see now that the diet culture advocates are using this as a platform to to kind of say, hey, everybody, be careful for the traps of the at-home workouts and the focus on the diet. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we can't do <laughs> – I feel like we can't do anything right. And so it's just kind of frustrating. Totally. Yeah, and it's any anything that we're you're doing – None of this is normal. Nothing that you're experiencing right now is normal. And hopefully we are never going to have to experience this again. And but it's also going to be here for a little while. And so, you know, I feel like this week we can maybe shift our thinking a little bit if you're ready to the fact that this, you know, we're, we're in it now. We've most of us have been home for at least a week and this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. You know, we're now kind of starting to realize how long this is going to be. You know, most schools in Colorado are closed until at least the, I think April 17th is the date. But, you know, the governor has said that it's looking increasingly unlikely that schools will reopen this school year. I think most that's, you know, what a lot of states are looking at in terms of jobs. Like we're starting to realize that this is not, oh, you know, I got to stay home for a couple of days. And so I personally have kind of shift, started to shift a little bit my mentality into, okay, this is long term. I need to just be okay with this being a little bit longer term than I thought, which means for me, it's sort of the difference between like planning for a one night trip versus like a two week trip, you know, and it's just a different way to shift your mindset like when you go on a one night trip like you don't really like you don't settle into where you are you just get there you don't unpack you just you know get do what you need to do and then go back home when you're there for two weeks you really sort of like you unpack you settle in you yeah you move in and so like that's sort of the mindset I'm shifting into is not like oh my gosh okay this is forever this is not forever but just okay this is I got to move into this mental hotel room for a little while and try to be okay with just not, with just having that longer term mindset for Mm -hmm. everything that's happening. My struggle right now is it does feel like it's forever. That's the thing that I've been currently working on is it feels like the past two weeks have been coming to grips with this 
new reality. And I know that we're trying to not see it as a new normal because this is not the norm, but it feels like it does feel like it's forever. And because I'm, it's taken me personally a long time to kind of grasp and digest what is going on in the world. So I think that everyone's going to process it differently, but I know that some people feel like, oh my gosh, what if this is the new normal? What if this is forever? And I know in my heart that's not true, but I think it's just more of me going through what I've mentioned before is like the grieving process of going, oh my gosh, this is so bizarre. I mean, I was talking to my mom on the phone the other day. I'm like, we've never seen anything like this. You've never seen anything like this in your lifetime. And so just kind of talking through that and how she's handling it and my dad's handling it and how our families are handling it. And so it's just, it's bizarre. It's surreal. I keep saying that and it's taken me a lot of time, but I think that the one comfort at the end of the day is that people seem to be kinder and more connected in ways I've never seen before. And that knowing that everyone in the world right now is connected on a way that we've never been connected before, whether that be you just walk by a stranger and they give you a nod, like I know that we're in this or seeing my neighbors out in our neighborhoods and we're all taking walks at night. And of course, we're all keeping away from each other, but you just kind of see people dealing with life in different ways and connecting to their community in ways that I think is really beautiful. So that's kind of the thing that I'm like, wow, this is kind of a cool shift. I think for me, like, at least for right now, I have been able to wrap my head around the fact that this is not forever. And I have to keep telling myself that like, that is actually the thing that I really have to cling to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's so much about this. It doesn't feel real. You know, when I really try to wrap my head around what's going on, I can't because I'm I'm at home and then Brandon is going to work and they're telling him, you know, we don't have enough equipment for you. You need to reuse your mask. They're having them reuse their masks until they fall apart for days and yeah. days on end. Right. And, you know, the equipment is like we don't even have any he doesn't even have any cases in his hospital yet. And they're already almost out of equipment just because mm-hmm. their normal daily usage is they haven't been able to get restocked. Right. And, you know, we're, we're going through the same thing at our yeah, clinics. I think it's really most bizarre. places in the country are, which is insane. And like, you mm-hmm. know, we're calling friends like who have had recent remodels in their house and saying, hey, do you have any masks left from when you were sanding your drywall? Right. And, you know, we're getting calling friends who are in construction and having them, you know, bring over their paint respirators like it's I mean, I'm really grateful that we have a couple of those resources, you know, like literally we have, we're having friends come and leave one face mask that they have from a from a sanding job they did two years ago and having them put it in a plastic bag and leave it in our mailbox. Yeah. And that's crazy that we're having to do that. And I'm grateful that we have, you know, a couple of people that we can can get masks from. But like Brandon's one person working a couple of shifts you know, in a, in a small hospital in Colorado. And what is, how is this really happening at the scale that it's happening where we can't even give our frontline healthcare workers the most basic supplies that they need. And, you know, it's not like the ventilator thing is really scary also, but to me that I can wrap my head around a little bit more that like, yeah, you, there's ventilators, like we don't just have a huge stash of them somewhere, but like masks, gowns, like how do we not have that stuff? And when Brandon's home and he, and we're all in the house and I just have this, I think about all the people out there who don't have someone in their house who has to leave. And whether it's a healthcare worker or a grocery store worker or a bank teller, or, you know, the people who 
we are relying on to keep society moving, if you don't have someone like that in your house and you guys can just sit tight, I just think about like, man, that would be so nice. I know. And it's, it's, it's really, um, it's a completely different world. I feel like this is where, like you said, it doesn't feel real, but I feel like you probably feel it in a different way than a lot of people who can't, who have that, I, I want to say, quote unquote, luxury. It's not really a luxury. It's like the option right now and the order for everyone to stay home and you have to work from home. But like in Brenda's yeah. position and in my position, like we don't have the option. Like I have to keep my department running because we have people who are at risk of really declining. And, and this is just not an option for us to like stop mental health. We can't right. just stop that. And so... And then there are other people who lost their jobs. And so, yeah, they're home, but... Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, they're... I mean, it's just all of, yeah, all of the, the domino effect of everything that's that's happening because of this. But anyway, I... But I anyway, so that, yeah, all of that to say that like, I just can't wrap my head around what yes. like the scope of what's happening. It doesn't feel real. Right. And so when Brandon's home and we're all just home as a family, I'm working from home, which I can't say enough how grateful I am to be able to do that. We have our au pair who is, you know, I'm going to have to like buy her a house or something when she's, when this is all done for helping us, like, you know, a private island or something as a thank you for being here through all this. And when we're all home, it feels like, okay, like, you know, we're, we're staying home, we're doing our thing, but like everything feels pretty normal. And so to then realize that like outside of our, the bubble that we've created for ourselves very intentionally around not going out into public, shit's just hitting the fan. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard to think, it's hard to understand what that means. So here we are. And the other thing that I want to shift to really quick is we had a listener. First of all, thanks everyone for sending us your questions, feedback. Really appreciate you taking the time and continue to do so because it really helps us. It really helps us kind of get a feel of how everyone is dealing with this across the world. And so just kind of reiterates the fact that we're, we're all dealing with this together. But someone wrote in and said, I'm really frustrated with something I'm seeing right now is that my gym, and I don't remember where it was, and I don't really want to call it out. But um, the second I say this phrase, I want everyone to immediately erase it from their brain because I do not want this to get stuck in your mind as a worry. So I just want to prepare you for that right now. (laughs) Please erase it the second I say it, okay, mind eraser, is that their gym was posting about don't gain the quarantine 15. <laughs> Just let that sink in. No. <laughs> yep. Okay, everyone erase it from your brain. You never heard that phrase. It goes away, dump it in the trash, put it in a bubble, float it away into the universe. <laughs> no. So if your gym... <laughs> if your gym is doing anything of that nature, any of that messaging, I want you to immediately call them out on that BS and say, I will gain or lose whatever I need to in this time because it doesn't matter. We are in literal, <laughs> literally, I say this in with the absolute literal sense, meaning of the word, survival mode. Survival survival like, that is why people panic are, shop that's why people we're in survival you their know, food like we're we are in survival mode we use that phrase in the past we have used you know people have used that phrase to mean any number of things yep. this is literal survival mode we are yes. 
in the, you know, the margin of our experiences as a collective society, doing what we need to do to literally not die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're focused, yeah. I wish you guys could see my just like if, yeah, flabbergasted really hand Claire's motions. arms are, Claire's arms are a flailing. <laughs> Very disappointed. <laughs> and you guys know I love a pun. Yes, she does. <laughs> I love a pun. I love a rhyme. I love a rhyme. But that one? Nope. No. That one can go to hell. That one that can one go straight to hell. can take and my 15 pounds and just... Shove it up here. Shove it where <laughs> the sun don't shine. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that. You know how she goes, you take... What's that scene in Mean Girls at the end where she's like, you shove it up your... And then she gets yeah. hit by a bus. I want that term to be the one that gets hit, hit by, by a bus. bus. Yes. Just, that's, yep. that's what's happening to it right now. Yep. So uh, if your gym is pushing that, please... Find another gym. No, I, I, I know that's not possible. No, but why, that's, but like, that's horrible. If that messaging yeah. is in your psyche, if you're thinking about it that way, if you're worried about it, if your gym is pushing that, I, I just want to be the person to tell you it's utter BS. You live your life. You eat whatever you want. You eat your comfort food. You don't eat if you don't, if you don't have an appetite. You watch the shows you want to watch. You go for walks if you want to go for a walk. You do the home workouts if you want to do a home workout. Or don't do a home workout. I'm like... Stop, everybody. Stop with this freaking macro counting BS, gaining weight or losing weight during this time and being obsessed with diets. Like, that's the last thing I want to worry about right now. And I think... Give me a freaking break. I'm always the the devil's advocate for dieting. And I, you know, I think that, like, for example, CrossFit Roots is doing an 800 gram challenge for the month. And that is, they're sort of like, hey, if you guys want to participate in this, it's free. It's sort of a way for you to, if you're worried about, you know, sitting down and just eating M&Ms for the next month, this is like something that you can do to help be more mindful. Not, I mean, I hate the word mindful right. too. I just sort of like, though, but like, if you yeah, need like, an anchor, like Claire, like when we were talking about yeah. last week where you're like, I didn't eat till the afternoon. Like right. I needed, I needed an anchor. Like I literally texted you and you're, I was like, Claire, drink water. Like, yeah. and I'm like, okay, oh, right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And yeah, like, so for me, and I feel like we always like every single time we talk about this, I always am reminded and also grateful that you and I have such different experiences with Mm -hmm. diet culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And that for me, I'm like, no, I am signing up for the nutrition challenge that my quote unquote challenge that my gym is putting on during this because otherwise I'm not going to eat. Right. And, you know, and it's I'm not and that's not from a place of like you're not doing it from a place place of being like, I'm going to lose my my hashtag gains or I'm going to I need to change my body comp. No, I'm not doing it from like, oh my gosh, I don't want to gain weight. I'm like four o'clock rolls around and I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I lightheaded? Right. Have I eaten today? crap i didn't pee today at right. all like, literally that's not like that good. happened to me multiple yeah. days last week where i didn't right. pee until like six o'clock at night right and so it's not healthy and in this time no. we want to make sure our bodies are nice and healthy for whatever for comes at us you know staying yeah. in the house staying so, in the house you know i think it, it's it's more about if thinking about having to eat a certain way makes you feel stressed then don't do it correct if not having any structure around your food intake in a world where everything else about your routine has completely gone out the window, then that is also completely valid. And, you know, yeah, maybe this is the time to get in touch with, you know, your gym owner or a, a dietitian, you know, call Laura Ligos, figure out, find a dietitian in your Sassy community. Dietitian. At the Sassy Dietitian is Laura Ligos. At, 
the sassy dietitian Laura Ligos. Um, and you know, find a dietitian in your community who can help you. You know, just whatever you need. But here's the thing that to you lean on. But here's the thing that you don't need is somebody telling you not to gain weight during right. quarantine. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing. It's not funny. It's just so ridiculous that I, I, I guess I, I just am still um, no. naive to think that that doesn't happen, but it does happen. Of course it happens, but I think I live in a world where I just hope that that those ridiculous things do not continue to fly in our face. Oh my gosh, I can't. I cannot. I cannot. Okay, so uh, everything you do is great and valid. There's no wrong way. We are here to tell you that whatever you need in this time of craziness is whatever you need. Amen. The end. So what have you what have you been doing that you feel like is there like one small thing or one of your favorite small things that like in the last day or two you've you've found to be helpful so the things that i have been doing truly are keeping a routine as much as possible now now granted i have had to work every single day so that keeps me in a routine for sure but um the things that i've noticed and i talked to scott a lot about this a a lot is i've just been very bitey and irritable so what i'm trying to do is just keep my brain from going to a place of negativity where when i get home i just want to be totally mean and nasty and that's usually when i'm tired and i'm exhausted and then i kind of take it out on scott because i'm just like cranky so i've been trying to get my head straight before I walk through the door and doing things that, I don't know, like those little moments in the day where I'm like, okay, I need to go for a walk. I need to take a break if I can. Getting outside, getting on the Peloton. I mean, I swear to God, that's like been my savior because while I was really appreciative of like, okay, I can take a break from the gym. I think that's fine. I still really need a routine in the morning to kind of, it kind of wakes me up. It gets my head right. And so that routine has been really good. But for the most part, I think it's just kind of taking little breaks of just taking a pause really is simple as that and being mindful and grateful and kind of doing the thing where you do Claire of thinking about the things I'm grateful for and that I'm lucky in the space that I'm in to have a job uh, even though I'm kind of like oh this is really frustrating to actually have to go into a clinic and I feel like I'm I'm putting myself at risk even more but at the end of the day I have a job I feel like I'm helping I feel like I'm doing something that is helping people during this really difficult time but really it's just kind of as simple as like like today, it feels like I'm spinning my wheels a little bit because what's been hard is like you don't have the, you don't have the ability to go to stores. You don't have the ability. I mean, only if you obviously needed supplies, you can leave. But I think that's the hardest part is like everything takes the additional effort to think about it before you leave. But keeping little routines as much as possible and kind of planning out, even if it's like, I'm going to watch your movie at one o'clock, that gives me some type of normalcy where I'm not just kind of spinning my wheels and chasing my tail, which really gets me aggravated and irritable. Just trying to keep things in perspective. I think it really helps me to listen to podcasts. I, I kind of balance between listening to information and then listening to light things. <laughs> Brene Brown recently released her podcast, and I know a lot of people listen to that, which was amazing. The first episode was out about FFTs and just listen to the episode to hear what that stands for, but really normalizing a lot of what we were talking about here. And so just kind of finding things that kind of take me away from it for a while, if I need to numb out by watching multiple episodes of Intervention, or if I need to read about what's going on, I downloaded the CDC app on my phone, and I'll go there for the factual information, because I feel like sometimes the news can really sensationalize things and stress me out more. So that's just really, they're pretty simple, but it's kind of just taking it day by day. Like I truly have to get in that mindset of forcing myself to be present. What about you? The only thing that I've been able to do, I mean, I I have been really stressed about Brandon being at work. 
and not getting very good sleep. Like I didn't go to sleep till like three or four in the morning the last couple of nights and just really freaking out about the state of the healthcare workers are, you know, the frontline people in general are in. And for me, I, you know, focus on healthcare workers because that's who lives in my house. Um, but I know there are a lot of other people who are listening to this who are going out about and have to go to, you know, be out public facing in one way or another mm-hmm. and don't have the choice. And that has really been keeping me up at night. And so for me, I have tried to keep myself busy and trying and like calling people and connecting with different people in the community, trying to figure out how to just do some tiny little thing to try to help get more supplies, you know? So I really have tried to be like action oriented. Like I'm, I am a very, I guess task oriented person would be a good way to put it. Like I really thrive on having projects. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's been like, okay, what can I do? You know, Brandon needs a face mask. Every single person in Colorado in the country right now are low on face masks. So what can I personally do about that? And who can I talk to? Who can I connect with? So for me, it's been really specific. And Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what I can do because that's the only thing that I have found that decreases my anxiety. And because, and the thing that I'm anxious about, I think in a way is nice that it's so specific because I think like right now, everyone's anxiety about this pandemic, it can feel very just big and shapeless, Mm -hmm. like just this big shapeless fear. For me, the fear is very specific. It's and the anxiety is very specific. And so I've just kind of been attacking that as much as I can trying to do something. And um, also for me being at home, it's a little bit different because I have two kids. And so it's also just a lot of like managing them. But I think the, the biggest thing for me that I've found also just being an extrovert is I really miss people. And so trying to FaceTime with people as much as I can really helps. I have not really I've tried tried to do like a couple um, like kind of tune in to different people's like live things that they were doing. That didn't really do anything for me. I felt like I was like in an audience, which is not what I want. Like I want right. to connect with you people I in- know. Interact and connect. Yeah, I've been right. I've been I don't just want to consume. I want to connect. I totally agree with that. I think that's been really hard. And I see a lot of Instagram lives and I did one for answering mental health questions. And I want to do one again, but I also am like, I just, I feel like everyone is doing Instagram lives right now and it's almost too much. And I agree with you. It's not, at least for me, not fulfilling that need for connection. And even as introverts, I think everyone is at a point where you just miss connecting with people. I really, I really do miss. And this is kind of where I hit a wall last week was great. I'm so grateful that I have a Peloton. I'm so grateful that I have the ability to walk outside. I'm so grateful that I can move my body in a way that clears my head. But I really just miss going to the gym. I miss going to see my friends at CrossFit and starting my day in a community. And I think that's really important. I think that's what a lot of people are missing. And well, while we have the ability to go to church online or musicians are doing concerts online, which I think is so cool. It's not the same as being united in a big group of people and kind of feeling their energy. So that's been really difficult. So I get it. I think everyone feels the same way, probably extroverts on a much more intense level. But I think we're all kind of just missing. I think at the end of the day, what we're all missing is that normalcy, that feeling of just life not having to not having to think about life, if that makes sense, not having to think about the things that are just kind of second nature that we, I guess, take for granted. (laughs) The things that don't really seem like a barrier or now they have a barrier. Just this on the same vein, I am, and I don't know if you feel this way, I feel this way in a lot of ways, but just very, very much like I've taken a lot for granted through all of this. And I think that in the patients that we're seeing at work, and just to be clear, we're doing, we've moved all of our care right now to telemedicine as much as possible, because 
obviously we want to keep everybody safe, our workers safe and our patients safe. But what's interesting is a lot of people, a lot of patients who previously came in for A, B and C diagnosis are now going, actually, I have bigger things to worry about. And I don't need to talk about that right now. I just need to talk about how to get through this. And and that's an interesting shift to me, because it's also really forcing us to kind of be like, whoa, this is no longer an issue in my life. So I have such a profound perspective shift and and priority shift that that survival mode that we talked about earlier is really what we're focused on. So that issue that I had two weeks ago, I don't even care about that anymore. And that's a really interesting place to be at and to witness and to kind of experience on my own as well. I think we're all experiencing that in some way because we're kind of forced into this situation where we have to focus on survival and helping one another. So it's it's big. Let's take a break and talk about our sponsor for the week. So we mentioned last week that this is a perfect time to get blue light blocking glasses because you're probably working at home. You probably have a friend who's who's working from home a lot and that is really stressful on their eyes, their anxiety, their sleep patterns and blue blocks glasses are sponsoring our podcast. So you can support the podcast by going to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. The discount code is JOY and you can get yourself a great pair, great quality pair of blue light blocking glasses. They also have an option where you can get prescription glasses with their lenses, which I think is really cool and not something that you can get by just ordering some random pair of blue light blocking glasses from Amazon. I know that for me, when I'm in this last couple of weeks, I've been only wearing my glasses because my contacts get tired so fast. And I don't know what it is about being at home, but my eye strain definitely feels, I notice it a lot more when I'm home versus when I'm in the office. And maybe it's because when I'm working from home, I don't take as many breaks. You know, I'm not like, oh, turning to talk to my coworker and then looking back at my screen, like I'm just zeroed in at my screen all day. So I've been wearing my glasses, my prescription glasses a lot and really grateful that they have blue light in them because I feel like it helps with the eye strain. I notice it a lot when I wear my prescription blue light blockers versus when I don't. So if you are someone who's like, okay, yeah, but I wear, I have really terrible eyesight. If you're like me and you can't see a foot in front of your face without your glasses on, there's still an option for you. So go to blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, discount code JOY. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Thank you so much. And again, they do donate a pair of reading glasses to someone who desperately needs them. In the developing world, when you buy a pair of blue blocks, and then if you also post a picture with the hashtag blue blocks, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X, they will donate an additional pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision. So thank you guys so much for supporting Joy and Claire. Okay. Do we want to switch to some Q&A? Yeah. We have some leftover questions from last week. And we have some that are coming in as we record right now. As we record live from the studio. But we want to focus. I feel like we've covered COVID for the week. I, I'm ready to kind of like <laughs> we, put that we topic. we our COVID limit. I'm ready to put that topic in a drawer and put bring it, it back bed. out later. Yep. But let's, so let's do some non-COVID related questions. So Great. the first one I see on here is what will it be your next hairdo after this is over? <laughs> I 
love that everyone's talking about how their roots. I have a really good friend who's platinum blonde. Oh, and no. she's like, oh my gosh, my roots are going to be like down to my ears by the time this is over. Probably the same. I probably won't change my hair, anything drastic for a while until we get rid of our pins. No. <laughs> Literally, Joy is not allowed. She said, I'm, I'm going to make you, I'm going to have call Sandy and be like, can you come up with a quick contract that says that Joy is not allowed to change her oh hair until gosh, we've gotten so rid of our pin inventory? It's pretty true. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Sandy, though, I had to Google this because it was driving me crazy. You know how last week we talked about the copyrighted oh, music? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Um, I Because I was like, okay, can I, I just Googled, can I play a song on my podcast? And it says, you can discuss a copyrighted work on your podcast, such as a movie or book, but fair use does not give you the right to actually play clips of material or music without permission what about singing it though that's got to be i feel like that's a gray area if we just like hum a few bars okay it says i don't know about singing it it just says uh how much of a song can you use legally on a podcast and then it says unfortunately this is not true and there's no bright line rule this i I, i'm i'm curious i'm questioning their grammar right here whether this is a legit answer uh that says a use is an acceptable use as long as you only use 5 15 or 30 seconds of a song any use of copyrighted material without permission is according to u.s copyright law copyright infringement i mean i'm sure sandy's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like i told (laughs) you that sandy's gonna be so So mad mad. that we just googled it she's gonna be like why why don't you listen to me i've been telling you this for years I am this a lawyer. I used job. to do this for a living. Not used to. Currently. Like, yeah, seriously. You stupid, stupid girls. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. Sorry, but uh, we'll back, never to doubt you again. back to the haircut. <laughs> I probably won't do anything. I have been really tempted. Actually, I'm not tempted. I have rose gold tint that I'll probably put in my hair this week uh, just because I'm not really going to be, or I'm not going to be seeing patients. I'm not really going to be seeing a lot of people. So I could probably do something weird with my mm-hmm. color, but I don't have any urge to like chop my hair off after this is over. Are you going to do like a side buzz or anything? Of that I nature? doubt it. No, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to shave COVID is over into your hair. <laughs> We're free. I think if anything, this has made me really appreciative that I don't have a high maintenance hairstyle. And so I think I'm totally. going to be like, okay, I'm just going to totally, totally. Yeah. Keep do it you, up. Yeah. Keep it up. All right. Do you have one? Is there something that people should know from working from home for the first time? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think there's a, you know, what's kind of cool though, is you see a lot of people posting tips for how to work from home if you've never done it before. And this is so different for everybody, but I think it really, really helps to act like you're actually going to work. So take a shower, put on work clothes, uh, comfortable work clothes, and stick to a routine as much as possible. So try to kind of find a space that will force you to kind of fo- to focus on work so you're not just like sitting in the kitchen and like getting distracted. And for me, if I have to work from home, if I sit in the kitchen, I'm like, oh, I could do some laundry or I, I'm like, I'm like not in an environment that's making me focus on work, but everyone handles it differently. You know, like Scott's d- done this his whole life and he can just sit in an office and get it done. Finding an environment that feels like work, setting a schedule, making sure you take a lunch break or take breaks, but that it is kind of weird. If you're not used to that environment, it can take some adjustment. <laughs> and by the time Fingers crossed by the time this is over, (laughs) just when you're getting used to working from home, you're going to have to go back to work. I know. I don't have a, like, we don't have any extra rooms in our house for me to turn Mm -hmm. into an office. So I do work from the kitchen table and 
for me, actually, the opposite helps, which is just moving around the house, like doing my morning in the kitchen and then a couple, you know, an hour in my bedroom and then mm. going back into the kitchen because I don't have a space in my house that I can turn into an office. I mean, I, I've been hearing that tip everywhere, like create an office space in your house. Not everyone has the space for that. And so the what I found to be helpful is actually the yeah, just like moving around the house all day so that I don't end up feeling like, wow, I sat in this like crappy bar stool at my kitchen counter all day. Right. Or like, oh. And, then, and like ergonomics aren't great yeah. because they're all like, we're all like in different chairs now. Yeah. So you kind of have to be mindful of that too. Yeah. Someone said they got engaged. That's exciting. Oh, congratulations. That's a light, that's a light during all of this craziness. Yeah, last week, someone asked... I think they meant joy, but they said, Claire, why did you choose behavioral therapy as a career? <laughs> joy, why did you choose yeah. behavioral health as I a would, career? I would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like people enough for that. I don't like people. I, I don't like feelings. Short, yeah, Claire does not do feelings. Uh, the short version is I majored in psychology. I just knew I wanted to study psychology. I wanted to study human behavior for my undergrad. And then I immediately, I took a year off between uh, college and undergraduate and graduate school. And during that time, I was like, okay, what's a career that I know that I can help people, but also I'm not pigeonholed into something too specific that I have to, like, if I didn't like it, that I couldn't switch. So I went to a master's in counseling psychology. And I just, I kind of knew that that was, I, I'm not trying to say like, I knew when when I was a young kid that that's exactly what I what I wanted to do. But it just, I knew I wanted to study human behavior. And that I, I will say that I tried a lot of different shadowing jobs when I was in college to kind of rule out what I wanted to do. Uh, I worked a lot as a research assistant. So I was able to kind of sit in labs and kind of see what it would be like to do more research based work. And then I also thought about criminal justice. And I went on ride alongs when I was in college to kind of get that feel I, I knew immediately after I did ride alongs that that was not something I wanted to do. I wanted to work more on the prevention side. So I thought, okay, if I can get into a field where I knew that I was preventing someone from getting into the criminal justice system, I'd kind of feel a little bit more fulfilled. So that's kind of what propelled me into therapy. And then I just started working with teens and families and fell in love with it. And I think the biggest thing, it's not something that you know for sure what you want to do until you start ruling things out. So especially in a grad program, you get a ton of intern experience of working with different populations to know what avenue you want to go towards and which type of client you want to work with. And (laughs) 20 years later, here we are. Favorite beverages right now? This is such a mindless one and I love it. Oh yeah. I love a mindless. Joy loves a good beverage. I love a good beverage. I love a good beverage. Um, To go margaritas. I believe I've already stated mine. Okay. So which, let's give a shout out to that restaurant. All restaurants in Colorado can now have to go liquor and wine. Alcohol. Alcohol. What about frosés? Can they do a frosé? I'm sure they could. (laughs) I might not keep Raywell in your car on the drive home. I know. I was going to say, I'm like, I still don't think you could drink it on the way home. I think that's still a no-no. Dang it. (laughs) However. Wanna, can't they just loosen up for a little bit? Come on. No one else is out on the roads. Um, yeah, that is my new favorite drink is the to-go margarita. That's like the only thing I'll miss when life goes back to normal is that alcohol laws in Colorado are pretty strict. And so the fact that we can have this is like amazing. It's so mm-hmm. great. Very happy with that. I'm still I'm still on my hop tea kick. Oh, I love hop tea. Hop tea. And and I don't think everyone has access to hop tea. No, it's, it's a, a Boulder Colorado, company. Yeah, Boulder 
Boulder Company, but I believe you can order it online and I highly suggest you try it. Hop tea, just like it sounds. Really, really good. It's not, someone asked if it tastes like kombucha. Absolutely not. It tastes like hops. It, yeah, it does. exactly it's so what it is. It's a hop tea. <laughs> um, this person just says, from FaceTiming with friends, I found out most of us still have Christmas trees up in a back room. <laughs> oh, and I also love that, I don't know if everyone around the world is doing this, but in Colorado, people are putting up Christmas lights. Oh, I didn't realize that. I love that. I saw this news of like, people are just in times of, you know, desperation right now. Yeah. Christmas lights are going back up just to kind of... I saw light one. Into the world. There is like a, a neighborhood in Marin County where I have a coworker who lives there, and he has two young kids, and he sent a bunch of pictures from his neighborhood that everyone in the neighborhood has. Most of the people in the neighborhood have kids, and so they set up like a driveway art gallery where you would like the kids would make a chalk art, and then you could go around and look at everyone's chalk art. That is cool. Yeah, people are getting so creative. You know, and I and love he it. was like, "You guys could do this," and I was like, "Ah, it snowed a foot yesterday, but yes." Ugh. Yeah, like the videos of people singing to their 90-year-old grandma from the driveway is just gutting me. It's so, so sweet. So sweet. Actually, I'm surprised to find that we did actually answer most of last week's questions now that I'm reading back through them. Well, someone did ask, what's a regret you have? Which I find regret questions very interesting because I don't know if I... (laughs) I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah. Because I feel like I have an answer ready for this. Other and if I do? Well... I don't, it's hard for me to say, let me rephrase. I feel like when you talk about a regret, the implication is that if you could do it over, you would do it differently. And I don't really think there's anything in my life that I would go back and do differently because I'm very happy with where I am now. Right. And, you know, the thing, but I definitely wonder what would have happened if I had made that, like, what is, like, there is definitely a parallel universe, Claire, out there who went to the first college that I enrolled in and then, you know, transferred. There's definitely, like, I almost went to UNC Wilmington, was signed up enrolled and then transferred to Santa Clara when I got in off the wait list and then only went to Santa Clara for one semester and ended up at CU anyway. So I wonder about that a lot. Like how different would my life be if I had gone to North Carolina? Uh-huh. And I and then the other big question that I always think about is like how different would my life be if we had waited a little bit longer to have kids? Mm-hmm. Because I definitely have moments and this is going to come across so like if you don't have kids or you are struggling with fertility, this is going to sound really bad. But there are moments where I I wouldn't say it's that I wish I didn't have kids. And it's it's more like I definitely think about how much less complicated my life would be without kids. And sometimes that feels very appealing. Uh-huh. And you're 100% not the only person no, who have these thoughts. Yeah. I know I'm not. And I'm trying to just phrase it delicately so it doesn't sound like, sure. oh, I regret having kids because I 100% of course. do not. Right, and right. and it's not like, oh, but there are moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I just didn't have to worry about this right now. Right. And it's not even like, oh, can someone come pick up my kids for the weekend? Because if they're out of the house, I'm still thinking about them constantly. It's right. more just like, what would my life be like if that wasn't even in my mind? Right. And like, what decisions would I have made differently? And, you know, what just would I be able to, to do if I wasn't thinking and worrying about them all the time? Right, right, right. As far as regrets, I I have more of the same thoughts around if I would have done this in my life versus that. So I don't know if I, I have, a, I look back, I'm like, man, I really wish I wouldn't have done that. But it's just more of a I wish I could have a sliding doors movie made about me where I could kind of see (laughs) the two sides of my life of like, what would it be like? Did we answer the best TV show to binge last week? 
That's that's really hard to answer. Everyone's so different. I think I think the universal answer that everyone can agree on is friends. And Great British Baking Show. And Great British Baking Show. If you for some reason have not watched the Great British Baking Show yet, I'm now so the time. jealous of you. I'm so jealous. And it, it's on Netflix. So yeah, you got to do it. How do you pronounce the name of the comedian again that I texted you about last night and you didn't text oh, me on it about? Oh, Fortune Feimster. Would I like that stand-up You special? 100% would like it. Okay, we almost watched it's it last really night. It's really funny. Yeah. And like, I have a very narrow, this is not going to surprise you guys at all. I have a very narrow range of comedy that I like. And like, I don't like like Ali Wong. I don't like. Oh, you'd you like know, Fortune. She, yeah, yeah I Ali think I Wong would. is is a different beast. Yeah, but like, yeah, there. You know, like people. I don't know. There's just a very narrow range of things that I like. And she, but I, but like that timpani thing with the Great British Baking Show that I posted last week on our Instagram stories. I'm yes. still laughing about her. Her 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 stand up is really really that same type of humor. Like I love goofy she's, humor. She's very goofy, which and I love. So funny. She's so funny. She's the type of funny that I think is pretty universal. Good. Like a lot of people yeah. would like it. Okay, um, Ali Wong is a is I think a little more. Uh, I'm trying to say like not. I don't want to say it's such a prude word, but I feel like she's a little more dirty comic. Uh huh. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. not into I don't that. love dirty comic. No, I don't either. If I feel uncomfortable. I get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, should we do a couple would you rather's? Because I have a couple good sure. ones. Sure. Okay. Would you rather eat a booger or lick a cactus? Oh, Claire. <laughs> I'm going to lick a cactus. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to get scratched. 100% going to eat a booger. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, my nope, own booger, nope. though. Let's be clear. No. This is, I don't care whose booger it is. I am not. You'd rather lick a, a cactus? 100%. You could have cactus pokies I in your tongue for days. Care. I don't care. A booger, care. it's just one and done. No. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope. Maybe. I will get stabbed 20 times before licking. Ew, I can't even say it. I can't even say <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe it's just because I live in a world right now with a four-year-old yeah. where, like, eating boogers, boogers is not that big of a deal. You probably have them on your plate right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you rather write a riveting popular book or a meaningful beloved song? Book. I agree. Would you rather... By the way, I'm not coming up with these. This is from Pinterest. Okay, oh, okay great. Would you rather pass invisible but deadly gas or odorless gas that leaves sparkle rainbows in your wake? <laughs> That's a hard of one. Course, of course rainbows. Because people would just think I was a unicorn. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to be stinky. <laughs> that one's a hard one. I think I would have to go with rainbows. Um, would you rather... Oh, I'm not going to read this one because it's going to make you cringe. Um, Uh-oh. Do you want to hear go it now? On. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious, but I'm would like... Would you also, rather have a large know. spider crawl across your legs while driving or have a mouse run across your body while you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I, I'm not freaked out by spiders okay I can pick them up and put them outside okay that's um, fair. <laughs> but probably a mouse yeah because I wouldn't sleeping. know about it because I, I feel like when you're driving that would the, the little legs would freak me out yeah <laughs> would you rather have to communicate only through song lyrics or only through TV show dialogue quotes? <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like song <laughs> lyrics would be so much more fun. Because can you imagine? <laughs> yes. 
But then you, the, all the copyright laws. <laughs> I know. Then you're just like, Sandy's coming after you. Uh, but I also feel like I do a lot of communicating through television. I scripts. feel like I could only communicate through Mean Girls quotes for the rest of my life. And like, for I, could, sure. I could pull it off. For sure. Would you rather... <laughs> Would you rather have a chameleon tongue for catching food or rely on the dangling lure from your forehead like an anglerfish? Do you know what an anglerfish is? Uh, Is it the one with the big... Like things sticking out of it. It's like no. you remember in Finding Nemo. Yeah, the fish with like the light with the big giant. Yes, teeth. yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the tongue, because then I at least the it would like, curl up and you would for see sure. It. But then if, yeah. if like you went out to dinner, you'd have to just like <laughs> from your plate. <laughs> nope, very weird. But then also, if you went out to dinner and like the guy at the next table got something that you looked like, like he could like look away, you'd be like, and he'd be yeah. like, what <laughs> happened? Take it. He'd be like, what, what did they get? What happened to my tiramisu? And be like, no, I don't know. I didn't see it. It's so weird. Just um, disappeared. Okay, let's do two more. Would you rather eat the same meal for the rest of your life or never use Instagram again? Oh, never use Instagram. Yeah, I agree. I could live without Instagram. Yeah, but I can't live without sure. restaurants. That's a hard one. And that, you know what? You know how sad that is that it took me so long to really kind of ponder that for yeah. a moment? How reliant we are. I where I, I, I had a life before Instagram. I, I know. Really we all did. Believe it <laughs> or all, not. And we, were, we all were okay. Someone asked, hey, what's the best songs to dance to in your kitchen? I've been doing a lot of this, which I really appreciate. I think the thing that is also getting me by is music right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving Lady Gaga's new song. I'm loving some Tina Turner. I'm listening to a lot of 80s music. Yeah. Everyone has different music tastes, though. So but everybody, fine. you know what? Everyone yeah. can love Tina Turner. And yeah. I'm I'm never not going to want to listen to Whitney Houston in my kitchen. Whitney is always a go-to for dancing in your kitchen. I'll put on any Taylor Swift Footloose. and just shuffle it. I'm, I'm loving the Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Pink always gets me going. I'm just loving all the celebrities who are kind of putting themselves out there to advocate for just positivity and support right now. I think it's really cool. I mean, Kristen Bell is like the leader in this whole thing. Let's be honest. Everything she posts is like, are you an angel on earth? Yes, you are. Yep, you are. You really are. All right. I think that's it for today. So everybody, you're doing great. We're going to remind you, whatever you're doing right now is perfect and wonderful and okay. We are here to normalize everything that you are doing. We will continue to say this until (laughs) it gets into your head. Okay. I do want to ask one question. From your perspective as a behavioral health professional, at what point should people maybe be aware that a habit is not, is turning into a bad coping you know because we can say this all day long i know do whatever you need to do but like that's not really the truth there are some things if you're if you have you know if you haven't been sober since this started right what are the i what if anything can people be aware of that maybe means there's a red flag so here's what i would say to that because right now is not the time to get super over analytical on what whether or not you're doing the right or wrong thing but if you have a history of alcoholism or substance abuse if you have a history of any of an eating disorder and i'm talking where you had to be either hospitalized or in an in- intensive outpatient program or something that inc- required a really intense level of care then I would say really take care to reach out to your behavioral health team if you have a team that you are working with to make sure that you are set up for coping skills and getting the additional support you need right now. I would say that that if you've had an experience of a pretty intense, severe case, 
then that's what I would say you really need to be careful with that. So certainly when we're talking about these things of whatever you need to do to cope, I'm not really a fan of kind of joking about the memes about how we're all going to come out of this with a drinking problem. I mean, to me, I get a little sensitive about that stuff because I'm like, yeah, and there's people who really suffer from stuff like that. So really take care of yourself to if you know that that is a history that you have, that's what I would be more aware of. Now, at the same time, you may not really have a history, but this is something that's really sending you into a spiral. And if you're at a point where you're finding that you're in you're increasing drinking to a point that you've never drank this much before, you might want to seek support or at least just reach out to someone that, that can be better help. I know that right now we're just not at a place where we could actually go into a mental health clinic, but call a support line and I can put resources into the show notes here. If you're needing to talk to someone, certainly if you have any, I'm not trying to get dark and doomsday, but if you're having any, any thoughts of suicide or harming yourself in any way, certainly ask for help, ask for support. These are times where I think I worry really deeply about people who struggle with severe clinical depression to where you could, this can really send you into a spiral of having thoughts of, of harming yourself or thinking like, I don't want to you know, this is the end of the world. I really just don't care about living anymore. Like if you're getting to those places, please, please, please reach out for help. I think when we're talking more about the coping skills of like, do whatever you need to do, we're really, we're really referring to more mild situations where we're like, if you're always so, so, so healthy that you're worried about eating a brownie. I mean, that's kind of what we're tongue in cheek talking about. Because right. More about just we like don't, your daily yeah. routine. Your daily Not routine. Not about extreme behavioral right. issues. Right. And I think right. also like that that feeling of this is forever, it's never going to end can feel crushing very quickly. Totally. Um, totally. So, and you guys, as you know, you are always more than welcome to email us. This is joyandclaire yes. at gmail.com. Joy is... Again, this is what she does for a living. She will be able to help you find resources and will yes. you know, completely confidentially put you in touch with the resources that will be able to help you. And um, we have done that for a lot of people. So it's not just yeah. you. No, please don't hesitate to reach out. And I know that there's a lot of people when you're when you hear this, you're thinking, oh, but I'm not as bad as so and so. Now is not the time to compare our suffering. Like now is not the time to compare. Oh, I don't have it as bad as so and so. Oh, we don't have it as bad as this state. Or, oh, don't do that. If you're personally just feeling like you need some help, please email us. I'll put you in touch with resources. I have no issue doing that. You're not burdening us. I promise. Just email. This is Claire at gmail.com. I will put you in touch with what you need or I'll answer any questions that you have. And certainly if they're just like general questions about how do I know if I have a problem, I'm happy to answer that as well. So please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. And certainly if you want us to um, address any more specific questions on the podcast that are, you know, you don't have to get personal, but if you want us to address anything more general around on these topics, you can email us that as well. But yeah, here we go. Another week. We're yeah, doing it. We're doing just it. Just taking it one day at a time. We are. Go dance in your kitchen. Or if you're in your kitchen, you can just turn up the song at the end of our show because it's really fun and a lot of people like it. And I love that people are sending us uh, where they're, I guess, you know, it's a song that we bought off of sound. Right. It's like a royalty free song that you buy. Yes. So it, a lot, it's also showing up in like Premium a lot of commercials beats. and things like that. And people are like, oh my gosh, I heard it on the Lane Bryant commercial. And it's like, yeah, we're such trendsetters. Yeah. It's premiumbeats.com, I think is the name of the website. So yeah, okay. You guys, love you. Go dance. Go do something fun. Shake it out. You know, do the like jiggle where you like get out your anxiety and make it a good day. 
And if it's a crappy day, that's okay too. Just take a breath. There's, <laughs> I wanted to sing Annie so bad. <laughs> this will come out tomorrow. I'm not going to sing it. It's okay. All right, guys. Before Joy gets a lawsuit, <laughs> we will talk to you later. Enjoy the music. Bye-bye. <laughs> Like we do it.